Hello and welcome to the Daily Royal. My name is Shelby and I have been a royal watcher for the past 10 years. In this podcast, I talk about the daily events of seven of the European monarchies. So I talk about Belgium, the UK, Denmark, the Netherlands, Norway, Spain, and Sweden. I upload Monday through Friday with occasional bonus episodes here and there. Today we are going to be talking about all of the events from Wednesday, September 29th and Thursday, September 30th of 2021. There are a lot of things that I could say about me not recording for like basically all of last week. Um, I realized today, uh, if you're in the States, it's October 2nd, it's Saturday. If you're in Europe, uh, it is already tomorrow, uh, Sunday the 3rd, when this episode is going out. I have, I'm, I'm struggling with what to share and what not in this moment. Um, you know, last year I was very, very open about anytime I was having like, some sort of mental health challenge and um, I felt like that allowed me to just kind of be stuck in it a little bit longer Um, and so the same thing was happening Um, I was just having a really hard time with the adjustment Um, it just wasn't going great for me Uh, it was just a hard week I am finding right now that I'm able to do like one thing really successfully during the week and everything else is like not successful, um, if I'm doing it at all. And this week really was focusing on making sure, like, my dog was fine. Um, and she is, she's fine, but we just really had to, like, I had to get structured and I was very overwhelmed by a lot of things. Uh, so we're moving on. And so the podcast just had to go for a little while. I, fully intend on being back. Um, just that's where we're at right now. Um, I do just want to say, so I'm uploading today for Wednesday and Thursday events. And mostly that is because, um, when I like structure the website, I want this episode to go up before like engagement counts go up and everything. So I'm recording now. I'm going to post the, the episode, get it uploaded to YouTube, make that a website post, and then post engagement count probably tomorrow or tonight, depending on how late I stay up. Um, it's already eight o'clock, but I am feeling super motivated, so I'm going to push through. I have a long to-do list for the rest of the day, though. Um, so, and then I will upload tomorrow to cover the first, the second, and the third so that is where what the plan is, um, and then hopefully resume daily episodes. However, um, by tomorrow I may have a better idea. Um, I may go every other day for the first week of October just for my own sanity, um, but I may not. You know, we'll see what happens. Uh, just be patient with me, please, as I am trying to be patient with myself. Uh, through these challenges, you know, this is a one woman show and there are just times when it's really hard. And this past week, it was really hard. It was really hard to be functional last week. Um, not sure what happened, but that's what happened. Um, so with all of that being said, we are going to jump in now with the Belgian Royal family. 
Belgium. King Philippe had one event on Wednesday. He visited Agritopia, which is, uh, so Agritopia is a, a location. Um, it's a rooftop greenhouse in, in Flanders. Um, and it is hosting this Festival of the Future, which is a event, um, for, I think everybody, but maybe specifically aimed at children to talk about the future of agriculture and food of the future. Um, it seemed like a really cool event. I, from what I can tell, um, it just was really hard to figure out who it was targeted to. Um, so King Philippe during his visit toward the, toward the greenhouse. Um, so this rooftop greenhouse is like the largest in Europe, which I think is really cool. Um, and then Philippe also met with the children that were taking part in some of the events. So there was like a talk given by a comedian. And I don't know, did you guys have these in school where like you had a magician or a comedian or somebody come to your school, this maybe like a weird US thing, um, and talk and in their like magic or comedy show was like this message about other things. I'm not sure if that's what this is, but that's what it reminded me of just in the description. Um, and so that was the day on Wednesday. That was the only event going on on Wednesday, but Thursday was a little bit busier. And this is Thursday, September 30th. Um, so on Thursday, King Philippe had a meeting with the president of the National Labor Council um, to talk about various different workplace things. Um, so social cohesion, workplace inclusion, and the intergenerational approach to the labor market, because right now we are in this weird stage of life where we have four generations in the workplace. So when I went into the workplace, there were three. Um, I'm a older millennial, uh, or a younger millennial. I think I'm a younger millennial, but anyway, um, I'm 28, so, like, I'm a millennial. And I think I'm, like, somewhere right in the middle. But, um, you know, I worked with two other generations when I entered the workplace. And now um, there are... I'm in a situation where I work with all four. I work with all four generations. The baby boomers, Gen X, the millennials, and Gen Z. Like, there's a lot of people in the workforce right now, and that intergenerational challenge is huge. Um, so that's one thing they were talking about. And then next, King Philippe met with the officer cadets at the Royal Military Academy. They came to the Royal Palace in Brussels um, to have a meeting with the king. And then also on Thursday, Queen Matilda attended the Pan-European Mental Health Coalition, um, where she gave a speech focused on the mental health of young people and really taking care of the young people in the world, mentally, physically, like all the things, um, but obviously specifically in mental health as this was the focus of the coalition. Um, and this has been put together by the World Health Organization in collaboration with the European Union, which I think is like a huge sign of how serious mental health is, um, which is why I struggle when I like 
it's such a big, important conversation, and we're going to talk about it a lot today. Uh, just heads up, like, in terms of what the Royals did, there were a lot of mental health events. Um, and I just think it's really, you know, I, I do talk about my mental health. I don't make a huge secret of it. I just don't ever want it to be the point of this podcast, um, because clearly it is not, but I am very open about my mental health because I don't see a stigma in it. Like it, it's no different than me talking about like if I have a migraine or anything like that to me, like it's just the same. In, in terms of how I feel about it. I know not everyone does, but that's how I feel about it. I think that's how the world should feel about it. About it. Um, but I also recognize that if I talk about it too much, for me personally, I then kind of continue like the cycle of poor mental health, poor mental health, poor mental health. Um, so instead of talking about it a lot this week, I really like focused on figuring things out. Um, and I'm lucky enough that I... Um, I have a social work background, a therapy background, um, and so I know all my coping mechanisms, and it was just time to find a new coping mechanism, um, coping strategy to help me deal with the stress of um, really wanting to grow this podcast and things getting busier and, like, the podcast just being busier um, with now, you know, a part-time job that is allowing me the flexibility to strengthen this podcast and grow it. Um, and because it's allowing me that it just is hard. Um, and so I had to figure out the balance and really work on getting systems in place. I'm still working on it. Um, getting everything really, you know, that my life basically runs on autopilot in terms of like getting ready in the morning, like I'll have a routine and a schedule and everything has a home that is really easy for me to get ready in the morning. Um, so that's what I'm working on, but I thought this conversation was really important. Um, and that's part of like why I share my mental health because it is so important to talk about. Um, and also, you know, if I can help anybody just by sharing my experience, that's great too. So that is what was going on in Belgium. Um, I do love these World Health Organization EU events because Queen Matilda speaks in English and, like, I can actually read the speeches, um, which is very helpful. So, love that for me. Um, but with that, we are going to move over now to the British royal family. The United Kingdom. In the UK, there was no rest for the Duke and Duchess of Cambridge after the James Bond premiere on Tuesday night. Uh, they, the next morning, traveled to Northern Ireland. Uh, they visited Londonderry slash Derry. I, literally, this is what the tweet said, like, Londonderry Derry. Um, and in Northern Ireland. So they took on, like, just a various array of events. Um, there was some sort of, like, outdoor event. I don't know if maybe it was held at the university that we're about to talk about um, that had a bunch of, like, more exotic-ish animals, like snakes and tarantulas and things like that. Um, and so, you know, just hanging out with snakes and tarantulas. Personally, that is um, my worst nightmare, but 
the pictures are great from it. Uh, you know, the Duchess of Cambridge just holding a tarantula like it's no big deal is uh, the best thing ever. I think it's so funny. Um, so that was that was a fun little thing. Also, the tarantula's name was Charlotte, which is adorable. Um, so there was that. They visited um, Ulster University. Let me make sure I've got that right. Um, yeah, Ulster University, um, which has a great medical program, so both a nursing school and they, they have a newly created school of medicine um, that Will and Kate both visited, and or visited both of those. And then later on in the afternoon, um, they visited the City of Derry Rugby and Football Club to learn more about an initiative called Sport Uniting Communities that I think you know, is pretty obvious that that's what sport does. Maybe it's not obvious, but it certainly um, became obvious to me as I was watching the uh, Euros this year for football. Um, You know, I, of course, didn't have, like, I'm not from Europe. I didn't have any skin in the game. Uh, But... I loved the camaraderie and, like, the teams that I was rooting for. Like, I felt very connected to those countries during that time um, in a way that felt very different than, like, the day-to-day conversation that I have about these countries. Um, So, obviously, I talk about seven countries literally every single day, um, but it just felt really interesting to, like, root for some of those countries and games um, or in soccer matches, football matches, whatever. Um... And, like, it, it felt like a very different kind of connectedness. Um, so I thought that was really cool. Um, and then after the conversation, they went out to the pitch, the field, whatever, um, and played a little soccer, played a little rugby, you know, just sporty Cambridges, which is the best kind of Cambridge, if you ask me. Um, I love sporty events. I mean, the glam the night before at the... James Bond premiere was also pretty great, uh, but they're just, I think, more relaxed in sport events like that, so I don't know. I just thought it was really cool. Um, it was a really fun event, so that was Wednesday, and then we get to Thursday, and the Duke of Cambridge attended a celebration to mark the 40th anniversary of um, The Passage, which is a charity that helps people who are struggling with homelessness. Um, and so this is an organization that William has been involved with uh, since he was like a child. He, uh, his mother, the Princess of Wales, Diana, brought him to The Passage to, um, I think, teach him about less fortunate people than him. Um and, like, also teach him that, like, servant's heart or, you know, a person who is there to help, um, which he is, of course, now. And so he talked about that. He sent out a personalized tweet uh, that was really long, and it was not about football, which, like, those don't happen very often. So um, just talking about, like, his experience with the charity for I would say probably the last 30 years, um, given that he's going to be 40 next year. Um, he's been involved for a very long time. So, uh, all in all, a very Cambridge-heavy couple of days, which is totally fine. Um, and then, because it's already the second, 
of October, of course, there are, um, the next few days are going to be very much Scotland heavy, uh, as there was a huge event in Scotland this morning that Queen Elizabeth attended. So that'll be in the episode that goes up on Monday. Um, but with that, we are going to go ahead and move on now to the Danish royal family. Denmark. In Denmark, well, <laughs> Wednesday was slower, uh, but the other days, the the Thursday was not. <laughs> so on Wednesday, um, there were a couple of events. Uh, Queen Margrethe held a farewell audience for the ambassador from Egypt. Uh, this was a thing that I wasn't actually going to talk about, but there it is. Um, I forgot to delete it from the outline. So I've decided if I do something like this where it's like catch-up days, uh, I'm not going to talk about the small events that have like no press coverage. Um, and we'll talk about that more in Sweden. Um, but then in the evening, Queen Margrethe hosted a government dinner, um, which is where she hosts the prime minister and the prime minister's government, um, and also obviously the queen's government to dinner at whatever castle she is residing in. Uh, this time it was at Fredensborg. Um, and it's just like a, a time to, you know, have the government be honored. It's coming close to the opening of parliament season. So just like all of those things coming together, um, to ahead of, or, I don't know, the dinner is to like mark the start of that. So that um, was happening and then Crown Prince Frederick and Crown Princess Mary were also present at the dinner and like really the only ones we have pictures of because because this is where Queen Margrethe is in residence. Uh, she does, she didn't have like a entry picture. So um, yeah, but anyway, that was totally fine. So that is what was going on on Wednesday. Um, but then on Thursday, we have a couple of different things. So Queen Margrethe attended the opening of the new location of the Freedom Museum. So I guess in 2013, the Freedom Museum, there was like a fire or something. Um, and so they moved to a new location that is now underground, but like I'm sure very modern. Um, and... So Queen Margrethe officially opened it and then toured some of the exhibits, specifically the exhibit called Snapshots from Time. Um, and so the Freedom Museum is a museum dedicated to life in Denmark during the 1940s, uh, during the occupation from Nazi Germany to Denmark. So Denmark, while never fighting uh, against the Nazis, did become under Nazi control. Um, there was maybe a day worth of fighting, but the, the best decision that the king and the government could make, um, I think it was mostly the government at this point, could make was to uh, surrender because otherwise too many people would, would die. Um, and you know, those are situations where there's not an easy choice to make. Both choices are terrible, uh, but that's the way it goes sometimes. Um, so that was Queen Margrethe's event. And then 
Crown Princess Mary started the first day of her two-day visit to Lithuania. So she has been in Lithuania, marking the 100th anniversary of diplomatic relations between Denmark and Lithuania. Um, so she did a... Seriously, this agenda was so full. Like, it was a packed schedule. Um, so she met with the president and first lady at the presidential palace. She had a lunch at the palace, at the, like, president's mansion, whatever. Um, she met with the prime minister. She opened two different exhibits at two different art museums. Um, and then in the evening, oh, she laid a wreath at a, um memorial spot. She attended a concert in the evening marking um, the occasion that was organized by the Danish Cultural Institute, uh, which Mary serves as patron of. And then she was part of a dinner, so probably the host, I guess, of the dinner at the Danish embassy in the capital of Lithuania. So, like, a lot happening. Um, and then day two, which is we'll talk about tomorrow, uh, also just as busy, which is crazy. So that is what was going on in Denmark. Um, and now we are going to move over to the Dutch royal family. The Netherlands. The Netherlands is shockingly the country that was the busiest. Uh, there were a lot of events each day. So we're just going to go th through them kind of quickly. I'm sure I'll talk a little bit about each thing, but for the most part, we're just going to go through them quickly as I'm being mindful of how long these episodes are. Um, so to start on Wednesday, it was a Queen Maxima heavy day. Uh, she started visiting with a visit to the organization MIND, uh, which is an organization that focuses on creating psychologically health, uh, a psychologically healthy society um, by supporting education about mental health, everything. Um, this was a working visit where she was joined by the State Secretary for Health, Welfare, and Sport. Um, and it kind of ties into her event on Thursday, so we'll talk a little bit more about everything then. Um, but then on, also on Wednesday, she attended the 50th anniversary of Fun uh, Quadrat, which is a um, organization that provides interest-free loans to artists so that they can have independence. So. You know, I think we've all heard the commentary about how hard it is to be an artist, and I am, yes, um, you know, obviously I am not literally an artist, um, but to do any kind of job that requires people to be interested in what you are doing, saying, playing, anything like that, creating, um, is very difficult, of course. Um... And so something like this that offers free, no interest loans um, to help people advance themselves, I think is amazing. Um, so that was really, really cool. Um, and then we get to Thursday. So King Willem Alexander had two different working visits, 
First, he visited the temporary location for the Senate. So, this is a weird one for me to understand in that I don't understand at all why the Senate would move from one location to another. Um, Probably because I'm in the states where, like, our Senate has been in the same building since that building was created. And yes, that building has been expanded on, but, like, and attacked and, like, all the things. But, like, the Senate stayed where the Senate is. Um, And so I don't really understand if, like, their primary location, their former location is getting a facelift or restored. I don't know. I was very confused. I still don't understand why the Senate has been moved to a temporary location. I assume because it's temporary they're going back, but in the, like, right up on the Dutch Royal House's website, there was no indication that they were going back. So I don't know. Um, And I was very confused by it. I did not like it because I don't understand. Um, So that was his first event. And then he also visited two family farms um, in like a rural part of the Netherlands to discuss um, the balance between agriculture, entrepreneurship, and nature restoration. Um, This is a a city or a, county kind of a region that has created um for local farmers the need to like restore nature um and make sure things are environmentally friendly um so that was the focus of the visit um and then also on thursday queen maxima attended the launch of the manifestos of essentials so this is a project of a collaboration of mental health organizations in the netherlands um, that created this manifesto that is has the goal of creating national education on brain and psychological health so this is also um mind took a huge collaborative part in this organization as well um, as of this creation tool um, learning tool education tool to really set the Netherlands up to be um, as aware of mental health as other European counterparts Um, you know look the the Netherlands is like a very wonderful place and everyone is very happy but there are still things that I think are a little different than in um, like Scandinavia, which seems like this perfect utopia a lot of the time um, because everyone is happy and there's all these things um, provided and like the emphasis on taking care of oneself is huge. And the Netherlands has that on a lot of scale, but like mental health still exists um, and poor mental health is still a very real thing. And so learning different ways to help the country address that challenge is huge. Um, And I just think, you know, back in July or June, somewhere in there, um, Queen Maxima made this announcement that she was going to switch. Um, She had spent 10 years focusing on, um, you know, music in the classroom and like musical education and all of these things. Um, And she had announced that she was going to switch her focus a little bit um, over to mental health. And I think, like, we're really starting to see um, the fruits of that now 
in, you know, I'm sure things were happening behind the scenes, of course, because how can they not be? But like now we're really going to start seeing that ramp up of mental health charities. Um, so I just think that's really awesome. And so that is what was going on in the Netherlands. And now we are going to move over to Norway. Norway. I am trying to keep this so close to 45 minutes, like it is hilarious. But with that, I am going to um, combine a little bit in the Netherlands or in Norway. Um, I'm going to combine the like two days of county visit um, from Crown Prince Akun and Crown Princess Metamarit, um, who are visiting Viking County. Um, so on Wednesday, they visited Valor and the city of Moss, um, where they visited volunteer organizations, met with refugees from Afghanistan who have been in Norway since 2016, but obviously their home country is like now under even more intense distress. Um, and so, of course, refugees are still, you know, concerned about their home, um, their country, their the place they know. Um, and so that was a conversation they had. Um, they also visited a residential care center and a, a local farm. And then on Thursday, they visited, so this was the final day of their county trip, uh, they visited Frederikstad, which is a, a city in Viking County. Um, so... Akun started his day at Cafe Uncle, which is a place where young people can learn new skills. So I don't, the, the, the thing that they said in the write-up of it was for whatever reason, if these people, these young people are not in secondary edu education, um, then they can use this program at this place to learn new skills and maybe enter the workforce from there or an education setting from there as well. Um, and then um, there was also um, a visit to the old town of Frederikstad and a they finally ended their day with a beach cleanup. Um, and I just want to point out, so listen, I talk about Norway and how pretty it is all the time and I will continue to do so. Um, however, it's October. Well, it wasn't even October yet. It was the end of September and Crown Princess Metamarit had on gloves, like wool looking warm gloves. It looked cold. There were winter coats involved. It was September. This is why I can only go to Norway in the summer because any other time it's going to be too cold. It just looked too cold. Um, I love watching fall happen, but I do not want to be cold until I absolutely have to be. Um, and I, listen, global warming is real and October should be colder than this. But like today was 70-ish degrees where I live. Um, now listen, it, it should totally be colder. And I would be happy if it was because that means global warming is like decreasing but I do love that I am not cold yet it's great 
So that is what was going on um, for Crown Prince Akun and Crown Princess Matamarit. Um, but then also on Thursday, Queen Sonia met with the jury of the Queen Sonia's School Prize which is an award given out every two years to honor a school in Norway that has um, excelled in practicing equality and inclusion. So treating everybody the same, every, every student is treated with dignity and respect. Um, so that is what was going on in Norway. And now we are going to move over to the Spanish royal family. In Spain, there were, of course, an abundance of events because it's Spain. Uh, most of them were King Felipe events, though, which also not shocking because he's the king. Um, so on Wednesday, he attended, King Felipe attended the La Toja Forum. So La Toja is a place in Galicia. Um, and so he attended a forum that is hosted there, um, that is dedicated to defending the values that define democracy, um, especially during a time in the world where authoritarianism, authority, authoritarians, uh, people who are extremely power hungry, um, and think that the countries they run should just do what they say and not question anything, um, is running rampant. Um, and this is, this is a case in Western countries just as much as it is in, the Middle East and uh, Latin America, Eastern Europe, you know, kind of those places where stereotypically it's a little more common to hear this. Um, but, you know, in Brazil, which is a fairly westernized country, uh, Bolsonaro is a wannabe authoritarian. Uh, same thing in the U.S. a couple years ago. Uh, Donald Trump was a want-to-be authoritarian. He thinks that's the way to go. Um, and obviously, like, I disagree with that school of thought, but that is where a lot of his tendencies were, um, which is why we had an insurrection in January. And... There is just, there's a lot of it. I mean, you know, it is everywhere and it's not just these less stable countries. And so, um, you know, I think Spain is a perfect country to host that because they are the most modern country that is freshly out of a authoritarian regime. And by freshly, I mean like 40 years at this point, 40 five almost, maybe over 45, somewhere around there. But, um, they are now modern and a democracy and like crushing it. So I think that's an important thing to remember. 
Um, and so I think Spain's a great country to host a forum on democracy and democratic values. Um, so he opened that conference. That was on Wednesday. And then on Thursday, we have lots of different things. So on Thursday, King Felipe held a meeting with the vice president of Bolivia, who is on an official visit to Spain. Bolivia is another country. The current president is not a authoritarian, um, but there was a coup not that long ago in Bolivia. Um, like maybe late 2019, maybe 2020, probably 2019. I don't really remember. Um, but then in the afternoon, I guess, um, he attended a lunch in the opening of the Automobile Barcelona 2021, which is an annual car show. Um, and so during this, he ate, he took part in the lunch, um, he signed a fancy little iPad with an Apple pencil and then like they displayed his signature, which I thought was hilarious. Um, I don't know. It was just like a funny thing because I was like, okay, this was tech a while ago, but like, cool. Um, and then he got to tour the floor, which if you've ever been to like one of these car, um, it's not a car show in terms of like old cars like the way it's like an expo on new and upcoming technology. It's like consumer, it's like CES on steroids with cars. Um, and so he got to check out a bunch of different cars that are, that are being modeled, the futures, um, the, you know, prototypes, the, the new advancements in car technology, especially an electric car, technology. Uh, there was a motorcycle involved at one point. I mean, literally all of the pictures, um, you can see them on the website, thedailyroyal.com. Literally they're all of Felipe sitting in cars or sitting on a motorcycle or sitting in like a sports car or looking at a car. Um, it was just a lot of cars, but it looked really cool. Um, so that was his Thursday. And then also on Thursday, Queen Letizia visited, uh, a school a, t a trade school in La Rioja to mark the official opening of the 2021-2022 professional training course. Um, so she visited the different programs offered at the location, um, including, because it's in La Rioja, which is the wine capital of Spain, uh, I would say it's where like the best wine in Spain comes from, supposedly. I haven't had it, haven't been to Spain. We'll try it when I get there, if I get there, when I get there, being optimistic. Um, there is a wine growing program at this trade school. So she took a lot of time. There was a, like a grape tasting, um, because when you make wine, you want a lot of your, you want your grapes to be consistently tasting. Uh, obviously that way the bottles are similar. Um, so that was the first event, or that was one of the places she spent. She also visited like welding, um, and some sort of other trade that was mostly technology based, um, like in a computer lab kind of thing. So that was the Thursday for the Spanish Royal family. And now we are going to move over and finish off with the Swedish Royal family. Sweden. So 
So Sweden had a lot of events on Wednesday, um, like five or six. And here's what I have decided to do most of the time. Um, as long as they're publicizing something on the front page of their website, um, you know, I'll still know what's going on on the calendar, but like, as long as something is published on the front page of the website, that's what I'm going to talk about. I'm not going to talk about these secret hidden events that have nothing shared other than what the event is. Um, and the reason for that is there are still three events that were covered on the front page of the website out of, out of six. So I'm going to talk in, in detail-ish about those three. Um, and the other three were like meetings. So that is kind of going to be the running theme um, as most of these countries are leaving a pandemic world. Um, you know, at this point, Denmark, Norway, the Netherlands, I think has some COVID restriction, but not a lot. Um, th these countries are out of COVID restrictions at this point. So <laughs> they are able to roam freely and have different events. Um, and so that's what we're going to focus on are those in-person physical events that we're seeing. So with that, um, on Wednesday, King Carl Gustav awarded the Bernadotte scholarships for the Bernadotte program. So Bernadotte is like the family name of the Swedish royal family. Um, if they use a last name ever in their lives, that's what they use. Um, and this is a, the Bernadotte program was formed, um, to mark King Carl Gustav's 70th birthday five years ago, um, where that offers, these scholarships offer continuing education to researchers and young artists. Um, so I thought that was really cool. Um, also on Wednesday, Crown Princess Victoria visited a home defense exercise. So home defense is like the majority of Sweden's military, um, are in the home defense unit, uh, branch. I'm not entirely sure. I think it's a branch. Um, so this is a, a training exercise that is lasting eight days. I think Victoria was there on like day three or something. Um, and is also done in collaboration with the Norwegian home guard, um, because of obviously their close proximity to each other. Um, but also, like, the al alliance between Norway and Sweden is strong. Um, and so they will frequently do military things together. Um, also, two weeks in a row, this woman has been in military uniform, and I'm so for it. Um, and then finally, on Wednesday, Prince Daniel visited the North Volt labs um, with trainees and mentors of the Prince Daniel Fellowship Program. So they were there to learn about the operations of the lab um, in a educational format. So that is what was going on on Wednesday. There were no events on Friday or on Thursday. Uh, there have been some things over the past couple of days though that we'll talk about in the episode that goes up on Monday that I record tomorrow. So with that, I'm going to end this episode. Um, please check out thedailyroyal.com, thedailyroyal on Instagram. Those have all been updated with photos from the past two days. Um, and hopefully we'll have um, engagement counts for, 
for September, as well as a look ahead to October birthdays and anniversaries um, coming up. So with that, I will talk to you all on Monday. Have a fantastic Sunday. Bye.